Hey there, and welcome to the Leap Podcast. Striving to meet the greatest challenges facing humanity, Leap is a global tech event and a platform for unearthing the minds of some of the most influential people on the planet. Join our conversations as we explore the pivotal role technology has in reshaping our world. Welcome to another edition of the Leap In Podcast Series. I'm Richard Spur. Today's focus is on aviation, and more specifically, the impact of AI and big data in pioneering net zero in aerospace by 2050. And we're delighted to be joined by Greg Ombach, Head of Disruptive R&T, Senior Vice President at Airbus. Well, Dr. Gregor Ombach is a highly accomplished and visionary senior executive, passionate about driving innovation and change. Throughout his career, he's led the development and implementation of game-changing innovations that have disrupted industries and driven growth. With a truly global outlook, having worked at various companies, Siemens, VDO, Qualcomm, Airbus across Europe, the USA and China, he specialises in creating innovative solutions that meet customers' needs and transform industries. Greg, it's good to have you with us. Talk a little, if you will, about your role at Airbus and how it intersects with AI initiatives. In Airbus, I have probably one of the best titles ever because my title is Disruptive Research and Technology and Innovation. This role is really very transversal. It means I'm working with the three uh, divisions, commercial division, where we make the big aircrafts, helicopters and defense and space part of our business. If we just think about this disruptive research and technology. We are looking after the next generation of the technologies which are going to change our industry. It means in portfolio, which I am managing, we have the organizations which are working on the very early TRL, something like from zero to four, sometimes to six. It's TRL, it's technology readiness level. And uh, uh, in order to be able to specify the proper direction and what we would like to be working on we are using in airbus the 11 technology roadmaps which are addressing all technologies which we have on our products and we decided that from these 11 technology roadmaps something like six are the technologies which are going to have the biggest impact because they are changing the fastest during the recent years. And in the six, the first one is AI and compute, which is exactly where my role intersects with the AI and, uh, and data. Then the second one is about smart automation and autonomy. The third one is connectivity, about 5G, 6G, everything what comes. Industrial, it means how industrial systems are changing and who, what the kind of the new technologies are coming there. Uh, materials, electrification. And with all of these six fast tracks, we are specifying missing gaps in our portfolio. And with the entire organizations, which are distributed from the European countries like France, Germany, Spain, uh, UK. And uh, also we have an organization, of course, in the West Coast, in the Bay Area, where we are working on the digital technologies for autonomy. And we are in India, where uh, also we have a, uh, some digital prototype spaces where we are working on the new solutions for engineering, for example. 
and of course we are of course in china where we are focusing on the how we can improve our industrial systems as well therefore uh, this organization is spread across the world and is focusing on uh, developing these new technologies as i already mentioned for the next decade what do you perceive are key challenges facing aerospace this next 10 20 years probably is going to be the next most exciting times in this industry because if we just look what happened during the last 100 years about 100 years ago we first had a first revolution in aerospace in industry it was making the planes fly afterwards when they flew already the, the next challenge was to make them flying safe that they are not crashing every time when they take off after this was achieved that the next milestone was about democratizing access to aviation. It means making it broadly available to everybody across the world. Now it's time where the next revolution is happening in uh, aerospace and particularly in aviation. It's all about sustainability. Even our purpose of Airbus is saying the pioneer sustainable aerospace for safe and united world. It means this pioneer sustainable aerospace is really in the middle of our heart on this, what we are working on. Therefore, if we just look what is going to be happening during the next 20, 30 years, it's going to be all about using different kind of means like the innovation, which is more incremental, but also innovation, which is more disruptive to reach by 2050 net zero it means it's a it's a main goal which we have to find the new solutions which we can reach this net zero and what is also very important that if we just look today that aviation industry has about two to three percent contribution of the co2 emission globally and if we look the next 20 years and and airbus of course from this is about a half of this therefore it's a huge huge impact which we do today, unfortunately negative one. Therefore, as the leaders in the industry, we are obligated to transform this industry to be able in 20, 30 years still using fantastic planes, which we do today. And what is important that also during the next 20 years, based on the global market forecast, the number of the aircrafts are going to double. Today, it's about 22,000 aircrafts flying uh, across the world. And then in about 20 years from now, it should be about 46,000 aircrafts. This means that there are going to be the new challenges uh, coming. Already today, we have a challenge with decarbonize this industry. But now you could imagine if there are going to be even double uh, aircrafts compared to today, then this challenge is going to be double compared to this where we are, uh, where we are today. But it's not all. Also, the challenge about the congestion, it means you are going to have more traffic in the air. And with this, we have to still keep in mind that the safety is number one priority for this industry. Therefore, in order to address those challenges, we have to work the new ways in order to do so. You will just think about what will happen during the next 30 years till 2050. Then we are going to be working probably something like on the four main areas. The one is we are going to replace the older crafts with the latest generation, which is going to have already a positive impact on the environment, about 25% uh, CO2 reduction if we, if we just replace those aircrafts. The second one is operation and infrastructure. And here we are talking about more efficiency in the operation of the aircrafts. It means more digital control of the aircrafts in order to uh, smooth such kind of operation. 
Then the next one is about sustainable aviation fuel. It means it's uh, moving everything towards fuels which uh, are going to have less impact. And they have already, if you think about the sustainable aviation fuel, this uh, has already something like about 80% reduction on the CO2. Therefore, there's a there's a huge value in doing so. Of course, there's a, there are the challenges with this, but it is, the I would say, the next step which will happen. Then the big part is uh, disruptive technologies. And disruptive technologies are all about bringing, for example, hydrogen aircraft to the, to the service by 2035, but also working on the smart automation, which is going to be using the computer vision with AI, machine learning, in order to improve the safety, uh, reduce the workload on pilots, and this is going to help also addressing these challenges. We should still not forget about some more incremental changes, like, for example, improving aerodynamics of our aircrafts. And here, a good example is about introducing the uh, wing, which is much more longer with the higher ratio. But in order to do so, you have to address some other challenges with the wing, because if you are going to, for example, land, then you will be not able to get to the gateway because the wing will be too long. For it has to be foldable wing. And if it's foldable wing, you have to put a lot of the sensors and with the sensor fusions, which are going to be also powered by AI in order to optimize the usage of this active wing during the flight and then after landing uh, as well. Therefore, a lot of the interesting dynamics happening in this industry. And honestly speaking, after spending years in the computer electronics and in automotive, I think that aerospace and aviation particularly now is really in the focus on how the technology is going to positively impact this industry. Who are the key teams, the individuals and the data-rich areas which drive innovation powered by digital tech at Airbus? It was just recently we had the opportunity, it was last year, where we called together all guys which are working on on AI in our company. And uh, we found out that we are about something like 2,500 people attending to our AI week. And uh, what what is great about it, that it is not just one place in our organization where data and AI plays a role. It is across the entire life cycle of the aircraft when, when you think about it. It means if we just take the research and development, it's a lot of the improvements which are coming from this end. Then you go into the design, you go to certification and testing, production, marketing and sales, operations, service, and of course, end-of-life management, which is also so important because we have to control the entire end-to-end cycle. And not forgetting also customer travel experience, because this has also big impact our end customers are using our product. Therefore, if I will just look on, on this richness who is using today data in our organization is everybody it's 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 really across the board and if i just give you a one maybe two examples how this technology is used for example especially in this direction of this disruptive part as i call it's the one good example is this smart automation and the smart automation, we, for example, developing the technology, which we call Wayfinder. And then we had also the project, which is also public, Dragonfly, where we put cameras on the aircrafts. And then with the computer vision and with uh, also some radars and lidars, with the sensor fusion, we are able to 
start controlling the aircraft in more uh, autonomous way. It means we are bringing additional functionalities which are going to offload or reducing the load of the pilots and they are going to give the opportunity for the pilots to focus really on the mission and then many things which are happening around during the taxiing takeoff and, and cruise are going and landing of course are going to be supported by machine and of course there are a lot of challenges with this and uh, we are doing the first demonstrators uh, where we are addressing those challenges and uh, generating collecting a lot of data generating a lot of synthetic data in order to train our machine learning models which are going to partially control aircraft in our tests therefore a lot of things are happening in in this in this area the similar thing we did for example for helicopters you know that for helicopters the biggest challenge which you have is from the safety perspective is when you are flying and then there are the cables you don't see them because it is it's really when you are above it's very difficult to see the cables therefore in order to improve the safety of the helicopter we introduced a technology from automotive we took the lidar which was developed for autonomous driving in automotive therefore a lot of the cross polarization from different industries we can see now once we are using more data when we are going more in the sustainable way, we, we see that this, this kind of the cross collaboration between industries is even more powerful as it was in the past. And we took this LIDAR, we put it on the helicopter, we wrote, of course, a lot of the uh, software around in order to control helicopter and to detect the cables. And then it brings additional safety during the flying of the helicopter. And we call this project Vertex, which we just finished with part of my organization, which we called Up Next, where we are doing very disruptive tests of the flying demonstrators, we call them. This takes something like, it's like small startups in the big organizations where we are bringing the people together for duration of about one, two years time, mostly. And then they have to deliver proof of concept which is showing if the technology is already ready for the next steps for production therefore this is this is just a fantastic example how this part of the organization can very quickly bring to life and show the readiness of the technology and maybe i will finish with the last example which we which we did something like about also recently we call them we call it fellow flight and it is also the idea is coming from nature because if you look when the birds are migrating from winter to summer like geese for example they are flying in the chain and then birds which are more back in the chain they are taking energy from the birds which are in front and then for what we did we took the two a350 aircrafts and we flew them from europe to america and then in normal case, the aircrafts are placed about 30 to 50 miles away when they are flying uh, over ocean. And in this case, we put much more closer. It means the second aircraft was about 1.5 nautical miles, therefore really very close. And then the second aircraft was able to get the, if you put it in the proper location, uh, 
compared to the first aircraft, you are able to get the additional power coming from the vertex, which was created by the first aircraft. And with this additional push up from the air was reducing the fuel consumption on the second aircraft. Therefore, this was just example how such kind of a platform, if you would create it, it is what we are working now, if you could combine different technologies together that you have much more opportunities to improve the efficiency of the operation of such kind of aircraft. But of course, all of this requires a lot of the digital and a lot of data and then digital technologies. And one of them, of course, is AI. And what, I wonder, are your hopes, your aspirations? If I look a little bit ahead, of course, we are looking after the, on the one side, working on the incremental technologies which have to come into the product during the next decade or so, as I already discussed before. But there are, of course, the new digital technologies which are coming more and more. And one of them is, for example, quantum. Of course, it could be in the combination with AI, machine learnings, and so on. But if you just look at the quantum, we just started something like a few weeks ago together with BMW. And here's, again, the great example about the cross-collaboration from between aviation and, and automotive. We put the Airbus BMW Quantum Mobility Quest, uh, which is supported also by EWS. And during this Mobility Quest, we are asking a couple of the questions and asking the open innovation ecosystem to provide us the great ideas how we can address those, those challenges. And the one of them is how we can use, for example, quantum to compute corrosion because the corrosion is so important for aerospace, but also, of course, for other businesses. Then the second one is about how we can use the quantum to power logistics, because at the end of the day, logistics is a rather a complex problem. And therefore, we see that there is the opportunity to addressing this challenge. And of course, using the quantum and AI to enhance autonomy, it would be the next uh, point. And then... Uh, probably which is very welcome by engineering during the design phase is how to develop what kind of a solvers you could use with the quantum to optimize our dynamics because the CFX calculations about the all air turbulences around the aircraft when you are calculating it, it takes a lot of time and the accuracy is still not on the level you'd like to have. Therefore, if you could be using the technology like quantum solvers with the quantum compute this and this would increase the speed of the calculation and accuracy then automatically you would be able to uh, make the uh, better designs for the next generation of the aircraft which are going to stay with us for the next 30 to 50 years because it is the life cycle of this industry which is so long and we are even doing even more crazy things and uh, i maybe not in digital area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even not in the area of the digital AI, but the one thing what we are doing is we are looking uh, after energy because the energy is going to be our challenge. Because if you just think about all of this AI and digital things, you have to have a lot of energy to drive it. And even to make the synthetic system aviation fuel, you need also a lot of renewable energy to power it and to make it happen. And the one idea which we have and you are looking after is the solar power beam. You could imagine you are taking the solars and putting it on the geo orbit as a big solar power plant. And then you are beaming energy as a microwaves into the earth where you have another antenna which is picking it up. 
And then you are going to have a 24-7 free energy, which is 100% sustainable. Therefore, probably such kind of the bold ideas together with the others, which I already discussed, can really help us to transform this industry and make the best use of the technology in order to reach our goals. Greg Umbach, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your thoughts, your insights with us today. Join us again for another edition of the Leap In podcast series. 